You're listening to Snack Eric on Radio Nova, and I have one more person here. Hello, hello. Who are, are you? you? <laughs> uh, my name is Sarah, and I'm also an exchange student here for a year studying. Fantastic. Welcome to Norway. Thank you for, for, for having me. Yeah, first time in Norway? Yes, yes, it is actually. Exciting. Uh, and uh, what are you going to talk to us about today? Okay, so today I'm talking about, well, I'm asking the question, does uh, the UK really need a monarchy? Um, so after, on Thursday, uh, the Queen, bless her, passed away, RIP, um, mm. it really brought into my mind, like, what is this all for? Like, what is the royal family doing? What, how are they benefiting us? And short answer, I guess they bring in money for tourism, which is pretty much the only answer that makes sense to be honest I think what they've done like past present probably future when they I mean they generated a lot of stories uh, in the press with all the drama and the family and, uh, yeah I was gonna uh, get to that it's oof. very controversial extremely controversial um so let's start off with Megan and Harry me personally, I love Megan. She's beautiful. She's amazing. <laughs> She's stylish. She gives me diner vibes, which mm. I'm sure everyone can agree with. Mm. Um, but the whole family don't like her, and I wonder why. The obvious answer is probably going to be the colour of her skin, which is, I mean, baffling to me, to be honest. But for a family that's, like, deep-rooted in, like, a family that's been born into wealth and privilege and, like, people of their standard now you've got your grandson that's marrying someone that's not probably what they would pick for him but it's who he chose um and they're not they're not really happy about it there's a lot of comments um a lot of articles about how like how they've been talking to her the comments they've made especially surrounding their son Archie um when they asked you know those concerns over how dark his skin would be which is crazy and to be honest they're better people than me they didn't say who said it me I'll be airing that shout out like yeah it was Edward in the drawing room with a pen like he was just saying all that stuff um but no I think they handled that situation very well they handled it with grace and decorum and I can't fault them to be honest but I think yeah I mean Megan and Harry left right so yeah they've gone <laughs> to take such action and Everything that's been happening in the royal family for the past, uh, let's say, 25 years old. Yeah, 25 years. 50 mm. years. Uh, yeah, but especially the 25 years. It's been a lot of things. And I think it's, for us, it's um, eye-opening to see that um, it's evolving. And uh, since there's not so many monarchy anymore that are in power and that we take seriously, um, especially in Europe... So it's it's like one of the last standing, mm -hmm. big big house, uh, the House of Windsor, Impressive. and uh, <laughs> you know it's it's good to see that they're being challenged. Mm. I think. Um, um, I definitely agree. I'm glad, actually, that they've been being challenged by, like, even like radio hosts and stuff, like people like conducting interviews and stuff, like saying their piece, which probably like twenty thirty years ago they wouldn't like dare try to do that but um i'm glad because there's definitely that's my train of thought but um <laughs> can i just say yeah it speaks volumes really that 
like what you were saying about the monarchy, the UK monarchy being one of the last standing that is well respected. Like, it's one of the only parts of the UK that is so stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's like now with the Queen's death, it's like, do we realise, is this like a monumental time to move forward now? Like, I wonder just what the monarchy will look like moving mm-hmm. on from now, from mm-hmm. this event that's just happened, mm-hmm. because it, it is really stuck in the past. Yeah. Well, well, coming from uh, an ex-colony of the British, I think I have had a lot of hate towards the house. Not for the better way of use, to say hate. But um, I think that at this time, it's a critical time for them to look at the system to see that if indeed the, the UK is moving forward, this is the last part of their history that still ties them to all the treachery that have happened. Mm-hmm. And this is a better time to assess it and be like, should we still continue having this as part of us or should we lay it back? Because unlike some of the other houses, we have done a lot of things that we don't want people to refer it to. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of in their own favor to kind of end the monarchy, like be done with it, let them be an essence of the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So you're against the monarchy now? Oh, hundred, <laughs> I don't know if you picked that up already, but 100%. <laughs> I'm not patriarchal at all, not into monarchy at all. I think it's just it's crazy how people we can't even we have no decisions like over like the government we can like vote them in or whatever but the monarchy like we have no choice over who gets to be king who gets to be queen like mm. and these people are taking all our money like mm-hmm. it's crazy like so much of like the taxpayers money goes into royal family and they're using it to essentially bail out like their family members for heinous crimes that some mm. people would be sentenced to death for like it's crazy and it's just because they have that power that they can do that, which is crazy. So I'm fully against it. Yeah. Chuck them in the bin. You missed your chance. You should have done it like the French and just uh, catch them and behead them. <laughs> we, were, we were done with it. But um, but I, I think, you know, the people can ask for more transparency. And I think maybe if there was more transparency, and it's going to come with the new generations now and Harry and, and uh, William. Yes. Oh, yeah, I did just want to say something real quick. You <laughs> did mention um, the people asking for more transparency, yeah. and I don't mean to like bring any negativity to this, <laughs> but the royal family are the face of the UK right now. They technically represent the UK worldwide. They are aware of the controversy that they face mm-hmm. and the fact that the world is very much aware of it, but they still haven't changed after all these years. Mm-hmm. So my question is, if the public do ask for more transparency are they really going to get it because from what we've seen with the you know royal family and even with the parliament itself and the way they're voting people in do they really respect the public's opinions Mm. i doubt Mm. that i'm not trying to be negative but i just want to bring that to the table but i think it would be more uh, transparency on you know the economy and what do they actually do apart from being on show all those things because I mean they do own a lot of properties and if there was no royal family what would happen to those properties you know do they get abandoned who can take care of them where yeah you know where does the money come from and then you also lose your cultural heritage in in England Mm -hmm. and I think there is you know you have to find a balance but you also have to have hope because I mean come on it's not many it's it's not it's a lot of members in the family but it's not many influential members anymore 
and now the queen is dead Charles comes in power at what 73 years old mm-hmm. yeah. are in power you I know. would say something about his age, but like Joe Biden is older than him. So, yeah. yep. so maybe let's no more old people in the government. I love old people. I respect them. That's great. But they Why are you leading homes. a country? Mm, Retire. Yeah. Heart emoji. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> Sorry. And this is coming from a Democrat who voted for Joe Biden. So let's. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, come on. I mean, you had to vote for someone. Yeah, true. <laughs> Lesser of two peoples. But yeah, and I do think like, although the idea with the properties, I think maybe using the taxpayer money that would originally be going to the monarchy, if they just, you know, scoot over to the side and get out of power, we can use that taxpayer money to make up these properties into like educational things or um, houses for people who do not have homes mm. or like um, situations like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you should talk uh, to the people in England. Yeah. And go on. Uh, <laughs> Writing an email <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> like, dear right. King of England. That <laughs> sounds so weird to say. Oh, I don't like that title already. Mm. <laughs> out. God save the king. <laughs> State of that. They're going to have to rewrite the national anthem. <laughs> they did. Already, they, yeah. they were quick. As soon as she went into hospital, they were like, they've been, all prepared, they've been ready, ready for a couple years, I think. <laughs> I think they had the national anthem rewritten like five years ago. They were just waiting for the queen to die to just introduce. Oh, wow. Yeah, have they not had like an entire team like, and the, the government that, like, are on a full time wage to prepare for her death for like ten years or what? something? Like that's their full time job. I want a full time job. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Sarah, thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for creating this for uh, heated uh, debate over the monarchy uh, <laughs> right uh, after the death of the queen. <laughs> okay. You've heard some voices before in the other segments, 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 <laughs> segments, and now finally you may introduce yourself. Who are you? I'm Ponsa. Uh, yeah, that's my name. That's it. <laughs> Very short. I'm Ponsa. Nice to have you here. Yeah. And um, today you're going to talk about music. Yeah. You know, I was having this conversation with some people and they were like, every year I try to listen to some music, some variety of music. So when Spotify brings out what you listen to mm. at the end of the year, I want to be different from other people. But... It ends up the same. I have the same Jay-Z, Kanye West, uh, Lil Uzi or something. Yeah. And everybody has. And I'm like, but I don't because I listen to a lot of different things around. Mm. I mean, I listen from Bollywood music to musicals. Mm. So I want to help people to update their playlist. Yes. Today with some artists they might have heard or might have not heard about. But... For my love of the motherland, I'm going to make them more African for today. Mm. Maybe next time we get a little bit more. So number 10 on my list is uh, Omar Le. Okay. He's very famous for his song, uh, I'm, I'm a Mess, at the moment, which is one of the top rating songs in the moment. But he burst onto the scene with uh, Lolo. Is like... Uh, Afrobeat song. He recently had a remix with it with Justin Bieber or someone. So he's doing very well. Number two is CK. He's one of the people who made it through uh, TikTok at the height of the COVID, of at the end of the COVID part with his uh, 
song. Uh, it's called Love One Ting Ting. Oh, yes. Everybody heard yes. it. It was played everywhere. Just to say the title, uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now he has one that is doing quite well in some circles. Yeah. And this one is called If You. That's the title of the song, which yeah. is quite doing well. Number three is Fireboy DM, DML. Fireboy, he came to the scene on the song of Mr. Easy a long time ago, but he didn't really get it at the time. But he hit it on, he became a major hit with his song Peru, which he later remixed it with Ed Sheeran, mm -hmm. which has been like a hit song. It's still very hit, yeah, but very popular. he has one now called Ashao. Okay. And for those who speak uh, some Ghanaian and some Nigerian, maybe Cameroonian language, they know the meaning of the word Ashao. Now you have to tell us because we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll skip that. <laughs> oh, X-rated <laughs> moments. Yeah. Next on the list is Black Sheriff. He's from Ghana. Um, he's currently re highly rated, but his most famous song at the moment is Kweku the Traveler. But his hit song was Second Sermon, which he did a remix with Bernard Boy, who is quite, it's like the most known African artist at the moment, aside Whiskey and DeVito. So Bernard Boy brought him on the scene, or made him internationally recognized more, and Kwakuda Traveler was also one of those TikTok songs that went very high. Number six is Kelvin Boy. He has been around for quite a bit, He's a reggae, Afrobeat uh, artist. He's done quite well for himself, but uh, not so well. But now he's having one of the biggest dance floor music at weddings and stuff. It's called mm -hmm. Down Flat, which he just announced two days ago that he's having a remix with uh, CK, O'Malley, and Pato Rankin. For those who don't know Pato Rankin, just Google him. <laughs> okay, okay. Number five is I'm going to Kenya. His name is Aya Nakuru, Nakamura. Ah, yes. Yes. Very he, popular back in France. Back in France because of the French. Yes. Yes. Uh, she burst on the scene with her song, Love You, and then followed up with uh, Delicious I think. I don't really remember the titles very well for her. But at the moment, her hit song, which is made in a lot of playlists, and the motherland is Machete, came out about three weeks ago. So it's hmm. gradually rising up the link. And also the next person on my list is uh, Nikita Kari. Nikita was a backup artist for the late uh, Professor J. And so after the death of Professor J, she went into singles herself, or she used to record with Professor J a lot and then she went in for herself and currently she's doing really well with the song X which mm -hmm. is a very emotional song especially if you've been heartbroken it's, it's a lot there mm. it's very <laughs> so number three on my list is a group of people called Asaka Boys the thing is this is about 12 boys together and they are all single artists on their own and together with the UK producer, Mike, Mike Smith or someone, they developed a new journal of Afrobeats, which they called it the Asaka Music. So they've been now known as the Asaka Boys. They did quite well. And the late uh, 
what's the name of the skateboard this guy Virgil Abloh had them on his, his show he was the creative director for um, Louis Vuitton before his death he had them on one of his shows which was major for them and for them I won't put up any song because there's so much in the journal it's like a whole world of it own so once you go to your Spotify and you put on Asaka mm. it comes a whole I think Spotify has about two playlists made by Spotify just for them because and they they, they were they used the COVID time to become sort of a hit because everybody was online mm -hmm. so you know, they just released their music via online platform like Twitter mm. and Facebook and they really went in with it so in the period in 2020 when everybody was sort of having a reaction to the code, but they yeah, decided like, okay, we will cash in on it. Everybody's home, everybody's on the internet. Yep. We'll just push this and then... The trend of the TikTok and the Instagram reels, yeah. all those videos, that was it perfect. It really took them up. And uh, number two on my list is the Moroccan duo Sadiq uh, Lamfira and Zahu Babu. The thing is, these guys are individual artists on their own, especially Said. He's like the most famous and most popular guy in Morocco. I was in Morocco in 2013 and almost everywhere it was just him. So he's been around for Quite a maybe while. 20 years now. Yeah. He's been in the scene a very long time and he's had some music with Nas, Damien Mali. He's done quite a bit, but he's not very popular as I have uh, found out in the West. So those who want to update your playlist you could add him number one on my list he's part of a group that is quite famous but he recently uh, has been on his own was being part of a group the group is known as r2b's and they've done a lot of music with davido whiskey and but he went on his own and made two albums which is one of them is my favorite album after bob Marley. is it's called his name is omar Stalin and the album that I think everybody should listen to is called A Mountain Full of Gold. Mm. It's quite brilliant. And at the moment, this uh, Afrobeat is big. And in the summer here, there are a lot of shows with it and a lot of people went to. And I feel like it's time that people in Oslo as well also get to have some of the real feel, not just the popular ones, but also the other guys who make the journal stand yeah. as it is, who have created some amazing sounds and super performances around the world. And maybe one day we can also have them here to celebrate with them. Mm -hmm. There we go, people. Now you have uh, lots of new songs to listen to and to keep your hearts warm as summer is slowly drifting away from us here in Oslo. And uh, it's nice to hear to happy upbeat music mm -hmm. i think it just keeps keeps the sun shining a little longer and these mm -hmm. songs what thing about them is they have very good songs that you can listen to alone and you can also make a party out of it because mm -hmm. the thing about their their style of music is it's not they're not writing about they're writing about life what what they go through so yeah i remember in an interview where Ben and boy said we write we are telling stories of our suffering and mm -hmm. people like it so it's more like relatable to everyday events and everyday lifestyle. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ampunza, uh, for this segment on f refreshing our ears with something happy.